Welcome to Addressing Alaskans, where we feature community conversations around South Central Alaska. Join us on Alaska Public Media as we travel throughout our community and listen to local groups discuss what matters to them. Today's episode of Addressing Alaskans features the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's 2023 Economic Forecast. The presentation from AEDC President and CEO Bill Pop includes reports on jobs and employment, housing, consumer optimism, and business confidence. We'll also hear the keynote address featuring the reveal of Choose Anchorage, a framework intended to revitalize the city. And a quick note that Bill Pop is a member of Alaska Public Media's Board of Directors. He speaks next. All right, as always, there's a lot to cover in today's presentation, so let's get started. Before we dive into today's presentation, I'd like to take a moment to thank our primary research team uh, at McKinley Research Group. We've been partnering with McKinley, formerly the McDowell Group, for over two decades to bring you and the community of Anchorage detailed insights into the Anchorage and Alaska economies. I'd particularly like to call out Ms. Katie Berry for her leadership in developing this year's Business Confidence Survey and the forecast for 2023. AEDC greatly values our relationship with McKinley Research and the professional and detailed work that they do in providing our reports. Let's please give them a round of applause because I think that they deserve it for the amazing work that they do. Okay, enough, enough of the accolades. Let's now dive into our forecast for 2023. We start this year's forecast with a look at AEDC's Business Confidence Survey. This annual survey gives us insights into what business leaders are thinking when it comes to the health of the Anchorage economy, their enthusiasm for investing in new staff and facilities in the coming year, and their outlook for how their businesses will perform in 2023. Here are the views of 240 businesses that responded to this year's survey. The overall confidence index for 2023 remains strongly in positive territory with a BCI score of 60.2, the second highest level of optimism the index has ever reported. Overall, business leaders remain modestly optimistic about how 2023 will perform, but confidence in the future of the overall Anchorage economy did slip 2.9 points to 52.2 and shows a lower level of confidence in the local economy than was seen in 2022. Now, while not pessimistic in their view, their lower level of confidence in the economy for 2023 is likely driven by a number of factors, including inflation, labor force shortages, the extremely tight housing market, and other headwinds that we'll discuss in a moment. Now, regarding financial performance of their businesses in 2023, most business leaders felt profits will be up and that this metric is showing a 2.2 uptick to a score of 63, well in positive territory. The 2023 BCI also shows a modest intent to hire more workers in 2023, though very much tempered by the labor shortages all businesses will continue to face in the coming year. More to discuss about this issue in a moment. What are the issues that kept business leaders up at night? Here are two takes on the answers to this question. First, we asked business leaders what the biggest barriers to business growth in, in the coming year are. Here are the top 10 responses, and as you see, labor challenges dominate these responses. The state economy, healthcare costs, fears of a national recession, and energy prices round out this list of barriers to growth. Now, what are the very important issues Anchorage and Alaska should address? work on, fix, change, or improve to, you know, to get the economy back in better shape? 
housing, attracting out-of-state workers to Anchorage, and homelessness top this list. Supporting existing businesses, solving the state fiscal crisis, a call to action for the eighth year in a row, attracting new investment, and the child care crisis round out this list. We'll talk about the steps AEDC is taking to address most of these issues later in today's program. In closing, uh, uh, in closing out our look at business confidence in the face of the coming year, AEDC believes this BCI shows the Anchorage business community is confident in an overall good year in 2023. But I would not characterize this confidence as exuberant. Rather, I think the business community sees a positive path to improve success for their businesses in 2023. Now, our next perspective looks into what is on the minds of local consumers with the presentation of the latest Anchorage Consumer Optimism Index survey results for the fourth quarter of 2022, just completed last week. Commissioned by AEDC, this important quarterly survey of consumer optimism is performed by Alaska Survey Research and uses the Northern Economics Alaska Consumer Optimism Index survey tool. Consumer optimism in the first three quarters of 2022 steeply declined to a record low for this survey with a score of 40.4. The, uh, the most pessimistic we have seen consumers since the survey began in 2010. Now today, I am pleased to report that while still in negative territory, the fourth quarter consumer optimism index improved 3.1 points to a score of 43.5. Now, as a reminder, both business and consumer optimism surveys score optimism on a range of 1 to 100, with above 50 leaning optimistic and below 50 leaning pessimistic. Consumer optimism in the Anchorage, uh, in the Anchorage economy is still markedly pessimistic at 36.1, though confidence in consumers' own personal finances is still in the optimistic range of 55.9. So we now have the contradiction of the more optimistic views of the business leaders versus the still pessimistic views of consumers. Why are these two views so opposite of each other? First, business leaders are very optimistic about the future of their own businesses, the thing that they know the most, but not necessarily as optimistic for the overall economy of Anchorage. As to why consumers are still so markedly pessimistic, we believe that one of the key drivers is likely a combination of a drumbeat of negative news on their news and social media feeds, combined with a growing view that in recent years, nothing ever seems to change when it comes to the big issues like the state fiscal crisis, housing, homelessness, and many other challenges our city and state have been facing for years. I say that again, years yet never seem to be able to do anything to fix these problems. We'll talk later about what AEDC will be doing to make our contributions to changing that situation. Let's now take a look at the demand for workers in Anchorage in 2022. The AEDC Real-Time Jobs Intelligence Report tracks job postings, employer post, employers posting jobs, and the skills employers lo are looking for to fill the thousands of jobs currently open in all industry sectors of the regional Anchorage and Matsu economy. Let's first look at what jobs were most in demand in 2022 and which employers were posting the most jobs for the year. Healthcare and government employers dominated the top 10 list of employers posting the most jobs in 2022. 
and healthcare jobs and service sector jobs dominated the top 10 list of the most posted jobs in 2022. Note that registered nurses once again topped the list of the most posted jobs in 2022, as it did in 2021, 2020, 2019, and beyond. So let's look now at the big picture of total jobs posted in 2022. Total jobs postings for 2022 in Anchorage and the Matsu Borough combined totaled just under 70,000 distinct individual postings. For context, in 2019, there were only 50,000 postings pre-COVID. I will immediately note that these are unique job that while these are unique job postings, there is a level of duplication thanks to employers using tactics like reposting the same job after taking it down briefly or posting the same position using different tactics in the posting strategy. For example, posting a job as a full-time position that requires coming to the office, then posting the same job as a full-time remote job, or posting what is a full-time position as a part-time position. You get the idea, desperation for workers is creating a lot of new tactics being used by employers desperate to fill positions in any way that they can. A better number we can report is the number of individual employers posting jobs, a data point with next to no duplication within the total. For 2022, there were just over 7,400 employers posting jobs during the year in Anchorage and Matsu. For context, there were just over 6,300 employers posting jobs in 2019. So there was a 17.5% increase in employers posting jobs from 2019 to 2022, and a corresponding 40% increase in total job postings reported. Needless to say, job demand was back with a vengeance in 2022. So here we are going into 2023 with most businesses optimistic about the coming year, consumers still pessimistic about the economy, but not as much as they were in earlier 2022, and job demand with a huge amount of momentum going into the new year. Is there a case for optimism in the coming year? Let's now turn to our forecast for 2023 and look into what the coming year may hold for Anchorage businesses, workers, and consumers. The AEDC economic forecast report is AEDC's longest running annual report spanning more than two decades of publication and has been compiled by McKinley Research Group since the beginning. Our journey into the forecast for 2023 will begin with a few macro trends that give additional context to the conditions that will affect the economy in the coming year. Then we'll dive into the forecast for the main industry sectors that make up the Anchorage economy. Now, before diving into the data, let me make clear that AEDC is solidly optimistic for the Anchorage economy in 2023. The coming year will see more job growth and positive outcomes for Anchorage businesses. However, there will continue to be significant challenges our city faces that will continue to act as headwinds that will diminish our upside potential for even greater success in 2023. With that said, let's now turn to the macro trends for Anchorage in 2022 and set the context for 2023. Let's first address one of the newest headaches for both consumers and businesses in Anchorage, inflation. As if we hadn't already had enough to deal with over the last few years, inflation hit its highest rate in 2022 since 1981. 
The dramatic spike in inflation was driven by supply chain issues that created significant scarcity of goods and materials, combined with escalating wage growth thanks to significant nationwide and local labor shortages, all topped off by a massive pent-up demand for goods and services by both businesses and consumers who had a lot of cash to spend. Inflation in Anchorage briefly peaked at 12.4% in June, but dropped by over half in December to 5.4%. With continued Federal Reserve efforts to rein in inflation, combined with improving supply chains, and some signs, some signs of a slightly cooling national labor market, AEDC believes signs point to a continued decline in the rate of inflation in the coming months, leading us to hope that inflation will become less of an issue in 2023. Now let's turn to the trends in unemployment in Anchorage, a key indicator for the availability and cost of labor. Simply put, if you're a worker looking for a job in Anchorage, you can find one pretty easily, as there are not a lot of local job seekers. And if you are an employer, finding, a can finding candidates to fill your open jobs will likely continue to be a difficult proposition in 2023 likely more difficult than it was in 2022. Average unemployment for 2022 in Anchorage was 3.7% for the year. This is a historic low for this metric in the modern history of Anchorage. For context, un the unemployment rate dipped to an incredible low of 2.9% in August and September last year. And the recently published preliminary rate for December shows Anchorage unemployment at 3.1% in the middle of winter. Historically, December normally sees an unemployment rate of 45 to 6%. How do these very low rates of unemployment translate into actual workers looking for work? In 2022, Anchorage averaged 5,600 workers monthly active, actively looking for a job, according to the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics. Now, I will admit this data point is a little squishy as it is based on a survey of Anchorage working age population and extrapolated from the survey data. A better measure AEDC views as a more reliable indicator of the availability of workers is the unemployment benefits data, the data that tells us who is receiving unemployment benefits. For the month of December 2022, there were approximately 4,800 workers in the entire city of Anchorage receiving unemployment benefits um, down 27% for the same month in 2019. For com another comparison, in July of 2022, there was a paltry 2,700 workers receiving unemployment benefits in Anchorage. That is out of a uh, job space in the 140,000 range. Combined with uh, job postings data that we've already discussed, these are clear indicators of how the labor market has significantly tightened in Anchorage. One last point uh, before we move on. I've been receiving an increasing number of questions and comments regarding a possible downturn in the Anchorage economy in 2023. I won't use the R word as a matter of caution, as there is a belief in when speaking and connecting it with Anchorage by many in my field that if you say the R word out loud, it will happen. Uh, sort of like Voldemort. So rather than tempting fate today, let's refer to it instead as the banana. I'm not yet concerned about a banana taking hold of the Anchorage economy this year, at least not in the traditional sense of a job loss banana. 
Um, job demand far exceeds the available workforce, potentially by as much as three times as many jobs being posted at different points in the year in the Anchorage and Matsu region versus the available workers to fill those jobs. But never say never when it comes to a potential banana. There is a view in the national economic development world that I share that if a banana were to come to the U.S., it will likely be a modest job growth banana that would see jobs continue to grow with a loss of productivity instead reflected in losses seen in GDP and other primary indicators of overall productivity as its primary impacts on the national economy. Shallow is also another word we would use for this banana. The current overall job demand for two jobs being posted for every job seeker will likely continue to outstrip the national pool of workers looking for work, though likely at a lower ratio. There could most definitely be sectors with job losses impacting the currently employed workers in that sector, creating sector downturns. A potential example would be the tech sector that has had significant job cuts announced in recent weeks. But to, to close this point, I do not yet see any signs of a looming banana on the near horizon for the Anchorage and Alaska economies. But we do have significant challenges to deal with. So now let's turn to Anchorage's population. Anchorage's population declined again in 2022, down 600 citizens of all ages. While this loss was relatively small, we must take a closer look at our population date to data to recognize several continuing trends that are much more troubling. Anchorage's net migration to the Matsu Borough increased significantly in 2022, with just over 1,400 Anchorage citizens of all ages moving to the valley, most likely in search of options for housing they were unable to find or afford in Anchorage. Anchorage is aging at an ever-increasing rate, Anchorage's 55 and older population has increased from 19% of our total population in 2010, basically one out of five of us, 55 or older, to 25% of our population in 2022. One out of four Anchorage citizens are now 55 or older. But most concerning is the significant decline in working age population in Anchorage. Based on the latest data, which has been adjusting based on new Census Bureau data, Anchorage has lost 14,718 to 64-year-old adults since 2015. We are losing working age adults at a rate that is one and a half times faster than the losses from total population. This loss of working age population is the most significant cause of our growing labor shortages and is the most significant challenge our economy is facing today. AEDC has been working on strategies to address this threat to our economy and you will be introduced to those strategies later in today's program. We've already covered a lot of ground with our dive into business and consumer optimism, job demand, inflation, the potential of a banana, and the critical losses we are seeing in our population and labor force. You're listening to Addressing Alaskans on Alaska Public Media. Today's episode features the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's 2023 economic forecast. this context laid out, let's now turn to the main presentation, AEDC's forecast for industry sector job growth in 2023. 
Our first sector to review is oil and gas. While Anchorage is not ground zero for large numbers of oil and gas jobs, we are the headquarters for most oil and gas investments in Alaska, combined with the fact that thousands of oil and gas industry workers reside in Anchorage and spend their hard-earned paychecks in our community and economy. Our city's economy is founded in no small part on oil and gas and mining sectors. For 2023, AEDC is forecasting modest growth in locally based jobs here in Anchorage with a projected increase of 100 new jobs added. This hopefully is the beginning of a recovery of the 2,200 jobs lost since 2015 in this sector. And there are many reasons to have optimism for this sector. Ongoing and new investments in Alaska's oil patch are, are looking more likely with each passing month. Billions of dollars in new investments have already been approved by Santos for their pickup project. Hillcorp is moving forward with several new and renewing investments in both Cook Inlet and the North Slope. And ConocoPhillips is awaiting key permitting decision from the federal government that could bring billions of dollars of additional investments to Alaska in the proposed Willow Project on the North Slope. All of these investments represent thousands of new high-paying construction and operational jobs for Alaska's oil patch in the next several years. With the added benefit of significant increases in oil production and new revenues flowing into the state treasury and permanent fund. But like all other industries, all these opportunities are significantly challenged by the labor force shortages facing Alaska and the lower 48 that will not be easily overcome in the coming decades. Our next sector for review is healthcare. Prior to 2020, healthcare was Anchorage's primary driver of job growth, accounting for over a third of total job growth in the 15 years leading up to 2020. On the face of it, total jobs have declined only modestly since 2020, but this surface view overlooks the thousands of jobs currently going unfilled in Anchorage's healthcare system. Hospitals, clinics, labs, and other businesses delivering services in this sector are struggling with significant staffing shortages. And it's not just shortages in nurses, doctors, and other key positions uh, that uh, provide the primary delivery of services to patients. Thousands of support positions could be filled today, including jobs like janitorial, food service, clerical, landscaping, facility maintenance, and dozens of other positions key to the overall success of the healthcare system that has taken decades to build up. Labor force shortages significantly challenge this sector, and for those reasons, AEDC is forecasting flat growth for healthcare in 2023. Let's now turn our attention to the transportation warehouse and utility sector, one of the rock stars of today's forecast. The rock star label applies to this sector as it is the only sector in the Anchorage economy that has fully recovered from both COVID and the four-year recession job losses and is now in full growth mode. While all three subsectors of this industry have shown positive job numbers since 2020, it is the transportation sector that is the standout and main driver of growth due mainly to Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport. The airport has been blowing the roof off with tremendous growth in tonnage, numbers of flights, numbers of passenger employments, and all the support services related to making this key international commerce nexus a true success story for Anchorage. Based on a recently completed McKinley Research Economic Impacts Analysis that will be released soon of the airport done in partnership with AEDC, 
We can tell you that one out of seven jobs in Anchorage are created directly, indirectly, or induced by Ted Stevens Anchorage International Airport. The only sector showing stronger ratios is government with one out of five jobs in Anchorage. We have a tremendous asset in our airport that, like tourism and oil and gas, inject hundreds of millions of dollars of new dollars directly into the Anchorage economy through payroll and purchases of services and goods from local providers. For 2023, AEDC projects 200 new jobs in the transportation, warehouse, and utilities sector. The government sector of the Anchorage economy has been in a long trend of job decline that began in 2014. This sector includes federal, state, local, university, and local school district jobs. The inability to compete with recent spiking private sector wages has made this sector particularly susceptible to the labor, the labor force challenges facing our city and state. As governments and educational institutions within this sector deal with growing labor force shortages in all departments, key services provided are becoming less reliable to the private sector. Permitting processes, project development and management, background checks, delivery of educational services, and other key government functions are seeing increased delays and shortcomings in service delivery due to lack of staff. This is a subtle drag on the overall economy in many ways that will potentially become more acute in the coming months and years unless solutions are developed to attract and retain key workforce in both government and critical educational institutions represented in this sector. For now, AEDC has not identified any significant movement in addressing the labor challenge in this sector and is forecasting flat growth. Professional and business services represent several lines of business, including accounting, architecture, engineering, legal services as examples. Last year at AEDC's three-year outlook forecast, it was noted that we had great optimism that 2023 would be the year that a significant wave of job growth would be taking place in the architectural and engineering businesses in Anchorage, thanks to the billions of dollars in new federal spending coming to Anchorage from the Federal Infrastructure Investment and Jobs Act as projects were approved and moved forward in the development and construction process. Today I'm going to update our projections after our research interviews with multiple local business leaders in this sector. Based on those interviews, AEDC no longer projects large job growth in this sector. Local employers believe they will not be able to hire the necessary skilled workforce either locally or from out of state to fill hundreds of design jobs we believe will be needed for the new infrastructure funding. Instead, it now appears that most of the new federally funded projects that will likely be, will likely be designed by firms outside of Alaska. For 2023, AEDC forecasts a modest increase of 100 jobs in professional and business services. Construction has historically been a reliable center of job growth, generating good-paying, skilled, and semi-skilled jobs. AEDC had high hopes this sector would see the leading edge of billions of dollars in new federal transportation bill spending that we felt would start being deployed in earnest this year across Alaska. But two issues have arisen that have changed our perspectives on this sector. First, the process of deploying the new federal transportation bill funding is taking much longer than originally expected and will likely take additional years 
to fully deploy due to staffing shortages in key departments in the federal government that are responsible for the competitive grant processes, permitting processes, and project management. This will also be the case in local community governments and state governments. Second, once again, is the severity of labor shortages in the skilled and semi-skilled construction labor force. These shortages are due in no part, uh, no small part, to a retirement wave that has swept through the construction industry over the last three years, combined with a shortage of entry-level workers entering the construction industry. These issues were laid bare during industry interviews conducted by McKinley Research Group, which has significantly modified our forecast. For 2023, AEDC forecasts 100 new jobs for the construction sector due to the lack of available workforce in this important industry that will result in most of the federally funded projects likely being constructed by out-of-state firms. Now, optimistic. The leisure and hospitality sector will be the top performer in our 2023 forecast, continuing a trend of significant recovery in jobs that began in 2021. Following the amazing year of 2022 in which Anchorage saw strong numbers of independent travelers coming to Anchorage, coupled with a solid return of cruise industry passengers to our city. In 2023, we have an even better year ahead for tourism. Cruise ship passenger capacity has been increased by 10% for 2023. Strong advanced reservations are being seen in the hotel sector. As an example, the Hotel Captain Cook is now fully sold out for the summer season. Wow. Give them a round of applause. There is the potential for a second year for visitors, uh, 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 second, uh, excuse me, there is the potential for a record year for visitors to Anchorage in 2023, and restaurants and retail should enjoy a great summer along with hotels and tourism vendors. But as is the case with all other sectors, labor force shortages will be the primary obstacle to overcome by employers in this sector. With the hope that the tourism sector will be successful in their aggressive efforts to engage out-of-state seasonal workers, AEDC projects the leisure and hospitality sector will grow by 800 jobs in 2023. Now, the retail sector has been long challenged by the growing trend of online shopping, and 2023 will be no different. Online shopping now accounts for 15% of all retail purchases nationally. The spike in inflation in 2022 was another challenge as there were significant supply, as were the significant supply chain disruptions that only began to ease in late 2022, which uh, ended with the snowpocalypse that basically closed down local roads and most retailers for several days in the critical last weeks of the holiday shopping season. And yet, in the face of all this adversity, this sector did manage to eke out a modest gain in total jobs in 2022. In 2023, local retailers will face more challenges due to the ongoing labor force shortages and resulting rising wages and associated costs. On the plus side, the impending strong tourism season should benefit local retailers catering to the visitor industry customers. AEDC forecasts that retail will add 150 jobs in 2023. The financial sector, while comparatively small, represents an important part of Anchorage's white-collar job base. Banking, insurance, real estate, mortgage and title services and investment firms make up the bulk of the jobs in this sector. And 2022 saw modest employment gains for these lines of business. 
A number of economic headwinds that arose in 2022 will carry over into 2023 and will result in flat job growth for this sector. 72% of banking now takes place using online services with similar effects in insurance, mortgage services and investment services. Regarding the real estate sector, 2022 was a pivotal year for, how, for the housing market. Super tight inventories of homes for sale combined with rapidly rising mortgage interest rates led to a 21% drop in homes sold in 2022 in Anchorage. Yet the average sale price for a home sold in 2022 rose 8% to $456,000. Lower demand combined with higher sales prices are definitely not a trend Anchorage has seen in recent memory. Lack of new housing construction will likely keep inventories low and prices high in the coming year, even in the face of potentially higher, even, and, and will also include potentially higher mortgage interest rates in 2023. The other services sector, our final sector, with over 20,700 jobs, is a bit of a catch-all for remaining lines of business not already covered in today's presentation. Two business lines in this sector to underscore include childcare and telecommunications. The shortage of available and affordable childcare is keeping hundreds, if not thousands of workers out of the labor force in order to stay home and take care of their children. Childcare related jobs declined by 9% statewide in the first half of 2022, even in the face of massively growing demand, with a corresponding loss of capacity. This shrinking availability of openings at childcare facilities is leading parents to choose to drop out of the labor market to take care of their children, further contributing to the challenges employers face in trying to fill vacancies in their workforce. The telecommunications industry is one we wanted to call out for the fact that it is also facing shortages of skilled and semi-skilled job applicants and lost nearly 200 jobs in 2022 due to this labor shortage. This budding sector of the Anchorage economy, vibrant in many companies but still with lots of room to grow, has significant upside potential and is a critical element of Anchorage's future ability to compete in, in the global marketplace in pretty much every line of business. We are all reliant on telecommunications to be successful in the work that we do. Even the emerging remote worker trend is dependent on a vibrant and growing telecommunications industry in Anchorage and Alaska that assures competitive, highly, high, competitive, high quality broadband services are available 24 hours a day in all parts of the city of Anchorage. Meeting those expectations is getting more difficult in the face of our shrinking labor force. AEDC forecasts a modest increase of 150 jobs in the other sector for 2023. And now comes to the end of the AEDC economic forecast for 2023 with our total jobs projection for the coming year. AEDC is forecasting that Anchorage will add 1,550 jobs in 2023. Uh, this is less than half the jobs we added in 2022, which saw 3,500 new jobs created last year. It was a great year. Tourism, transportation, retail, oil and gas, professional and business services, construction and other services will all contribute to this modest level of growth. No sector is projected to lose jobs in 2023, which is really good news. A good year ahead, but not necessarily a great year like 2022 was. Let's recap why. Lack of availability of workers with the skills local employers need to fill thousands of vacant job positions is the simple answer as to why our city won't see more jobs added in 2023. 
and there are no quick fixes to this situation. Almost all the likely solutions will take both time and resources to deploy. For example, there is plenty of capacity and programs available to train local citizens of all ages for higher skilled, better paying jobs. But many of these programs are not attracting significant numbers of participants. We need to better understand the roots of why Alaskans are not taking advantage of these programs. Is it the cost of the training? Is it the lack of time available to get the training or education? Or could it be, as an example, a misplaced belief that a given sector is a dead-end line of work? No matter the reason, we need to understand those reasons and do a better job of engaging our local students and adults in training and education programs that will raise their standards of living while helping to fill thousands of key skilled and semi-skilled jobs that are going vacant for a lack of qualified candidates. But we can only do so much within the small population of Alaska and Anchorage. No matter how much of a job, how good of a job we are doing in getting more Alaskans trained and gainfully employed, there are not enough Alaskans with, skill, with the skills needed to fill the thousands of jobs open today, and the thousands of more jobs that will be created in the coming decade and beyond. Anchorage must look to the lower 48 in the coming years for thousands of new workers and their families we will need to continue to grow our economy and our communities. To successfully recruit this critically needed workforce to Anchorage, our city will have to up its game when it comes to the quality of place in Anchorage. We must solve our housing issues using a multi-pronged approach to grow our available housing and to ensure a mix of new housing is affordable to all income levels. We must act to bring about new strategies and resources to remake our schools and universities into a new generation of high-performing centers of education and training excellence on a national scale that a parent or student would be proud to have attended. We must make our city more accessible and inviting to visitors, new workers and their families, and to investors considering our city. We do this by revitalizing downtown, by dramatically improving our city wayfinding system to better connect everyone to the amazing assets our city has to offer from Girdwood to Chugiak Eagle River, from Flat Top to Kincaid Park, from the Coastal Trail to every point in between across our city. These are just a few of the many things we need to address to make our city a magnet for desperately needed workforce we need to attract from outside of Alaska. There's much to do on this list, and we'll dive into that in a few minutes. For now, let me close by saying we have every reason to be optimistic about the coming year and beyond, and I do mean that very sincerely. We have work to do to take full advantage of the many opportunities before us, and we have a plan to do just that, which we will talk about momentarily. For now, it has been my pleasure to, uh, pr pr to present the AEDC economic forecast for 2023. You can find all of our reports and data used in today's presentation on our website, aedcweb.com. With that, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for your attention. You're listening to Addressing Alaskans on Alaska Public Media. Today's episode features the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's 2023 economic forecast.
now it's my pleasure to introduce today's keynote presentation by TIP Strategies. Now, as I've alluded to throughout today's program, Anchorage has many great opportunities for economic growth. But to take advantage of those opportunities and to address the challenges that could prevent us from fully realizing our city's full potential, we need a plan. Today's keynote is to present the AADC's proposed plan for Anchorage's future. How we got here today to present this plan is a story that began in early 2021. The first part of the story involved the efforts to bring Roger Brooks to Anchorage last year to speak at our August luncheon and uh, after having secret shopped our city and identifying qualitative shortcomings of our community. AEDC deeply appreciates the partnership and support of the Anchorage Assembly, Administration, the Anchorage Community Development Authority, Visit Anchorage, Anchorage Downtown Partnership, and the Anchorage Chamber of Commerce in bringing Roger Brooks to Anchorage. His report has already given us much to work on, and that work has already begun, and you can review Roger's presentation online at aedcweb.com, and that is the full presentation. In parallel with Roger Brooks' project, AEDC successfully applied for a research and planning grant from the U.S. Economic Development Administration that ultimately allowed AEDC to engage our featured keynote speakers for a year-long project to develop a new action plan to get our city on a path to success and prosperity in the coming years. To explain their research and AEDC's new action plan in more detail, please welcome to the stage Mr. Alex Cook, Senior Vice President Consulting for TIP Strategies, and Mr. Jeff Marcel, Senior Partner for TIP Strategies, to present the AEDC Choose Anchorage Action Plan. Gentlemen. Well, good afternoon, everyone. How are you? Excellent. It's good to be with all of you. I'm Jeff Marcel. I'm a senior partner with TIP Strategies. Today I'm joined by Alex Cook, who's a senior vice president of consulting with our firm. And we are so excited to have an opportunity to be with you today. We've been looking forward to today's event where we get to launch this Choose Anchorage uh, Economic Development Strategic Plan. Uh, and because this is really a celebration, today is an acknowledgement of a tremendous amount of work that has been done by leaders across this region. So let's dive into the material that we want to cover with you today. Um, this is the agenda that we're going to take you through. I'm first going to give you a quick introduction to who TIP Strategies is. That way you have a sense about who we are. Uh, I'm then going to share with you a quick overview about all of the work that has taken place over the last 12 months. Alex then will take you through the planning project itself. He'll take you through the structure of the plan and give you a high-level overview of the strategies and actions, and we may have enough time for one or two questions following that. Um, but I, I want to make sure that we set the stage for our comments. Today's really about two things. Um, we want to get two uh, objectives accomplished. The first, we want to create a sense of, of um, uh, a, we want to create a sense of urgency in this room about the challenges and the opportunities that we identified. Um, what we're going to share with you today, some of the findings that we've, we've heard, um, they should concern you. Um, they should alarm you. Um, you've heard it earlier in Bill's comments. Um, we're framing what the, some of the data that we pulled together as a talent crisis. Now, we've also identified challenges and opportunities, but we've identified strategies to address those as well. But if those are going to be successful, all of you are going to have to come together and pull together in the same direction to make that a success. 
So with that, let's go to the, the quick introduction of TIP. We're a nationally recognized economic development and workforce development strategic planning firm. Um, our firm is 26 years old, um, and we have worked in over 350 communities around the country in analyzing their local economies, but also thinking through plans to grow their local economies. And just to give you a frame of reference, so we've done about four projects in the state of Alaska over the last few years. Um, but we've done, uh, we're doing, currently doing a project right now in the Santa Barbara, California region. We just wrapped up a project for the San Antonio, Texas community. Um, we're doing work right now in Jacksonville, Florida. And Alex and I were last week, we're in the, the city of Greenville, South Carolina, completing a plan for them as well. So we get a chance to work in fairly recognized, well-known communities around the country that have very sophisticated economies, just like the economy here in the Anchorage community. Now, this is the planning team um, that has been a part of this project. I will save the introductions. I know we're a little tight on time, but I will tell you on behalf of the entire planning team, myself, Alex, and Alexis, it has been an honor to have an opportunity to work with the leadership here in Anchorage. Um, so let's talk about uh, who has really led this project, though. This is not the TIP Strategies Economic Development Plan for Anchorage. Um, this is your plan. And that's the case because this group of leaders that you see in front of you, these are the folks that have lead, led and guided this project for the last 12 months. Um, they have been absolutely amazing to work with. I'm going to ask it, if you're a part of the steering committee, would you please stand for just a moment so that we can recognize you? These, these folks have spent an enormous amount of time with us, guiding us, uh, every step of the way, pushing us to make sure that this was the very best plan that possibly could be put together. So I want to thank them. So now let's do a quick project overview. Um, so let's talk about what's taken place over the last 12 months. So a, a, a year ago, I stood on this stage and I shared with all of you that we were going to do an extensive analysis about the economy here in the Anchorage market. Um, we we're also going to do an analysis of the industries that are driving this economy forward. And we've done just that. But we've also identified what's needed uh, to create a positive environment for those industries and, frankly, for the health of the economy overall here in Anchorage, including meeting the workforce demands that exist. And Bill shared with you those in great detail. Um, Let's talk about the scope of work that we've had as a part of this project. I'm not going to go through all of these tasks in detail, but I, I will share with you we've taken a three-phase approach to this plan, and we've methodically marched through all of this work. The discovery phase was the first phase. This is where we compiled statistical data, but we also had a lot of conversations with community leaders to understand what they thought about this economy and where they saw the opportunities. Um, that allowed us to understand the challenges and opportunities that exist. That carried us to the opportunity phase, this is where we identified all potential strategies that could be brought to bear to address the challenges and opportunities we identified. Um, then that led us to the implementation phase. And this is work where we worked very closely with the steering committee to prioritize uh, and refine the strategies that we identified, as well as uh, making sure that all of the actions that are included in the plan were absolutely clear. So, uh, with that, I, I, I also wanted to share with you, and you heard from Laura and Bill, the amount of work that we did in, in reaching out to the community to understand what you thought. Um, we actually have been on the ground in Anchorage uh, for almost an entire month during the life of this project. 
listening and learning from leaders throughout this community. We had over 30 one-on-one -on -one interviews with leaders from across the region. We did over a dozen roundtables on a whole host of different topics um, that included almost 100 leaders that had expertise in these various topics to inform us, to share their insights. Um, I'm going to ask that you go to the, to the, the website and at AEDC's website and read the strategic plan yourself. I think you're going to see the community reflected in the comments and the ideas and the concepts that are included there because frankly, it is your plan. So with that, I'm gonna turn it over to Alex to share a little bit more about the data and the framework for the plan. So Alex. Thanks, Jeff. Um, good afternoon, everybody. This is very exciting for us. We've spent the last 12 months um, working with ADC uh, meeting with stakeholders, doing our research, um, working closely with the steering committee to develop this strategy. And, and I just want to emphasize, we didn't do a report, we didn't do a study, we did an action plan. Um, and so uh, we feel like we, we put together with the input of st local stakeholders and the experience of uh, our consulting team a set of recommendations that we feel good about um, ADC taking forward and, and putting into action. One of the things that we did, we did an extensive amount of quantitative research. Um, uh, Bill went over a whole lot of data with you, and I'm not going to do that right now. But what I will say is um, we used uh, a very powerful um, uh, data visualization tool called Tableau. We did three separate files um, looking at uh, the uh, economic context, looking at the labor force, and also what we're calling strategic growth areas. Um, all those files are available on ADC's, web, ADC's websites. They're, they're actually um, great to use. You can actually sort, filter, change timelines, click on data points to go down and take a deeper dive on specific figures. So I would encourage you, if you're interested, to go at ADC's website and take a look at those Tableau files. I think you'll find um, that you'll learn something more about the acreage economy after you go through those. Um, some of the concerning trends, and again, we've, we've talked about um, uh, Bill went into detail about some of the concerning trends. So these trends really informed a lot of our thinking on the strategies that we put together, um, population decline, a flat job base, um, constrained workforce growth. And by the way, that's not unique to, Anch to Anchorage. That's something that we're seeing ac across the country. However, um, a lot of your peers and competitor communities they're actually increasing their population. So the fact that you're facing this constraint with a declining population really leads to what we um, thought about when we used the term talent crisis. So this is the plan framework. And, and um, I, again, I would encourage you all to go to ADC's website if you're interested in just seeing the executive summary or downloading the entire strategy, you can do that. But I'm just going to talk a little bit about the framework itself. So Jeff, Jeff talked about the plan uh, objective, but what we did is we, um, we used um, uh, guiding principles to inform all of the strategies, all the actions, and the tactics. Um, instead of using a broad vision statement, we listened to the stakeholders, and we came up with a set of, of these guiding principles that really reflect the values in the local community with respect to economic development. Collaborative, inclusive, um, diversifying, sustainable, and actionable. And in really every, strength, every single strategy, action, and tactic can relate to one of these guiding principles. Um, and then from those guiding principles, we organize all the strategies around four broad goal areas. Business vitality, talent, quality of place, and infrastructure. And I'll take a few minutes to, to talk a little bit about some of the strategies that are fall under each of these, um, each of these goals. But one, one of the things I want to emphasize is 
Um, every plan, every strategy that we put together for, for our communities, we, we encourage them to view these as evergreen living documents. This should not be viewed as a static document that we must abide by every single recommendation over the next five years or next 10 years in the document. One of the things that we provided to ADC, we've dumped all 19 of the strategies and the, the dozens of tactics and actions into an Excel spreadsheet, an implementation matrix. And that essentially is going to become the working document going forward. And, as, and, and, and you know, I anticipate that over the next five to 10 years, that it's going to change dramatically. In fact, um, I would hope that if Jeff and I come back in five years and we take a look at Choose Anchorage, that the plan itself is going to look very different than it does today. Business vitality, and again, I don't have time to go into all these, but I'll just give you a sense of the strategies. So there are 19 specific initiatives or strategies, and under each there are several um, tactics or actions. So strengthening business retention and expansion, um, diversifying efforts on, on emerging market opportunities, those strategic growth areas. Um, um, continue to expand and deepen entrepreneurial, the entrepreneurial ecosystem in Anchorage and then serving as a source of business intelligence to the business community, much like um, Bill is doing and ADC is doing today with the economic forecast, adding to some of the uh, R&D abilities of ADC to, to um, uh, make public officials and the business community more aware of what's going on in the local economy. Talent, um, we talked a lot about the workforce issues. The, it's critical for this, for this um, economy and this community to be successful. You're going to have to deepen and diversify the talent pool. So we come up with a number of recommendations on that address um, the workforce system. Um, um, extending partnerships um, to build awareness of career opportunities in the region. Uh, promoting um, Anchorage's value proposition for talent. Making sure that people that are not here in, in, in Anchorage um, are aware of all the great things that are happening here. Um, elect, leveraging existing and future regional veterans, the, the, the veterans community in, 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 in Anchorage region as a source of that talent pool. Um, and expanding support systems for the young professionals to retain talent and grow the future um, uh, economy in Anchorage. And I will say, the young, the young professionals that we met with over the course of this project, I think they were among the most enthusiastic about wanting to engage in improving this, this community. Definitely. Quality of place. Um, we use the term quality of place because I think um, most places they use the term quality of life. And to us, quality of life tends to reinforce the values of the existing community, the existing population. But to us, quality of place not only looks at the values of the existing population, but also takes into account the attributes, the amenities, the things that somebody that's not from this community is going to be looking for and, and think is going to be desirable. So quality of place, increasing the number of housing units. Housing was one of those issues that came up numerous times, and you all are aware of this. And, and again, I also want to say that you know, the recommendations that we put in the strategy, um, they're not necessarily going to be the solutions, but what we tried to do is incorporate some recommendations that we've seen work in other places. Now, there are already um, um, initiatives. There are already um, groups of people looking at things like housing and homelessness. Um, that, so what we wanted to do is uh, provide some other insights that things that other communities have done to address these issues. Elevating downtown revitalization, um, um, uh, leveraging your great, your, your actually world-class res uh, natural resource assets, um, uh, supporting, uh, for advocate for creating strategies to address uh, expanding homelessness options. For uh, you know, this is not something that we typically include in an economic development strategic plan, but it's something that we heard over and over. So we wanted to address in some way in the recommended strategies. 
um, and then to develop and promote um, uh, Anchorage's ident uh, identity. Um, what we've tried to do, and, and Bill mentioned Roger Brooks, we've incorporated several of the recommendations from both Roger Brooks and AIA into this document, so it really is, is more of a comprehensive document that, that, that includes a lot of the great recommendations from some of the other parallel efforts that have been going on. And then finally, infrastructure. Uh, Mayor Bronson mentioned um, a lot of the efforts that are ongoing to invest in the hard economic development infrastructure, the airport, the port of Alaska. What we wanted to do is um, uh, uh, make sure that those, that those critical initiatives are, are being uh, incorporated into this strategy as well. Um, but also some other things like new housing construction, uh, infrastructure for new housing construction um, to, to, to address that talent issue, the community is going to have to do, be successful in, in, in addressing um, the, the, um, the housing issue as well, um, strengthening the city's transportation network. And then finally, um, for this plan to be successful, to diversify the business space, to increase the talent supply, to, to improve the quality of place of Anchorage, it's going to take public investment. And so what we've done is we've included some recommendations that we have seen other communities be very successful and to invest in their communities to make them more desirable and attraction, attractive, not only to investment, but new uh, residents. So with that, you're probably thinking to yourself, 19 different strategies, holy smokes, how is this all going to get accomplished, right? Um, well, let me share with you first, this is a five-year plan. You don't have to accomplish everything in the first year. The other thing, this is a multi-stakeholder plan. Um, there will be a lot of organizations, there will be a lot of leaders contributing to this effort. Um, I, I will share with you, um, we know it's never easy to bring everyone together uh, to collaborate on this type of initiative. But I will tell you, you all came together to create this plan. Um, and that's a fantastic example of collaboration. Um, this is a solid plan. It's based on community input and it's data driven. Um, there are clear actions for everyone to take forward, um, but now we just encourage you to work the plan. You've spent the energy to create the plan, now it's pivotal to work the plan. So, Bill. Let's give him a round of applause, please. Thanks for joining us today for Addressing Alaskans. You just heard the Anchorage Economic Development Corporation's 2023 Economic Forecast. You can find this episode and links to reports on the Addressing Alaskans page on alaskapublic.org. I'm Ammon Swenson. Thanks for listening. Addressing Alaskans is a production of Alaska Public Media, which is solely responsible for its content. Theme music is by Patrick Lee. The views expressed are those of the hosts and participants and do not reflect KSKA or its underwriters. To let us know about an upcoming community event that you would like to hear on Addressing Alaskans, go to our website at alaskapublic.org and click on Contact Us at the bottom of the page. Life Informed, this is Alaska Public Media.